0: Let's be honest. I can't do small talk. So let's get deep. Welcome to the Into Me I See podcast, where we talk candidly about the human experiences and the intimacies of being you. Welcome back, everyone, to the podcast.
1: Welcome, welcome.
0: It's Allison and George.
1: How y'all doing?
0: The dynamic duo. Do we have a nickname for us? We don't. We should. We'll mm. we'll, we'll muddle on that. Yeah, and
1: we'll, we'll spend some, I don't, you know, it should be, I want it to hit.
0: Yeah, of course. Yeah. Like any good nickname should. <laughs> um, today we are talking about something that we know a lot about because yes. we've both seen each other through a lot and we mm-hmm. both experienced that a lot and it is
1: life transitions.
0: Excellent. Um, here's the thing about life transitions for me. Mm -hmm. Good gracious, do I hate them, but God, do I love them too.
1: Yeah. Bittersweet.
0: Bittersweet. Um, I think the thing is I really like change because I feel like that means evolution and growing and learning and all those things are like Mm -hmm. totally amazing things. Yeah. But navigating them and kind of the hardships... Like, especially when you're in the midst of it mm-hmm. is like, mm-hmm. dang, this feels like a storm that will not pass.
2: Yeah.
0: Um. Yeah. I think what's also really great is, you know, we've known each other. We're coming up on three years. And I think we've seen each other through quite a bit of transitions. Like, yeah. in kind of, I mean, you, you can kind of categorize. You have life transitions, yeah. work transitions, city transitions, mm-hmm. Um. relationship transitions.
1: Yeah, yeah. Mindset transitions. Yeah. You know? Um, but I think as you said, like that is part of life, right? And if I were to say, like, man, am I the same person I was 10 years ago? Like nobody want would want to say yes. To
2: yeah,
1: that, you know, answer. Are so, you the same
0: person you were in high school? God, I hope not. Uh,
1: I hope not, for real. And it's um, like you said, they can be scary, but the right approach is is key. I mean, um
0: What what are your like three approaches as you're like what are the things that you need to be mindful of when you go into life transitions
1: Ooh, i would say number one be calm Mm -hmm. don't get too high don't get too low Mm
2: -hmm.
1: number two embrace it because it will move faster than you think Mm -hmm. and three just be curious about what's on the other side
0: Mm. good or bad that's a good list off the cuff i like that yeah I think the thing that I have to be most mindful of when it comes to life transitions is patience. Mm. I am honestly one of the least patient person people you I know. You
1: are the most least patient person I know.
0: Really? Out of all the people you know, I'm the least patient?
1: You, top two, not two.
0: Okay. <laughs> top two, uh, not
1: two, No, I mean. Uh, Listen.
0: Listen. I can't – I literally came out of the gate, and I was like, I'm not patient, and you confirmed it, so I I don't know what I'm so hurt about. But um, I think that that's the thing is, like, I'm just a very, like, organized person, and I I tend to, like – it's because I have experienced like, feeling the lack of control, and I don't like that feeling. Mm -hmm. So patience is, like, the virtue that I just can't ever seem to adopt because – it means – I like how I talk about on this podcast quite often about surrendering, which is literally probably another descriptor of patience. So yeah. today we're just – we're we're being brutally honest about sometimes it's the, your intention and the things that you want to change.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: Um, but, yeah, patience is really hard for me in life transitions.
1: Yeah. I think one of the parts about transitions that's tough for me is also letting go. Mm. And it could be letting go of something that you're comfortable with, Mm -hmm. uh, an identity or maybe even a job or a partner that you really categorize yourself and your identity through. Yeah. Um, But I think, as you said, like having the patience to understand that you too deserve to change. Yeah. Leave room for it. But if it's something that you might like miss or you feel like, I just don't want to let this go. I think that's the tough part because that, for me, can be it can drag on the transition.
0: Yeah. Are you a sentimental person? Like, do you? keep yeah. like, Cards or like, how would you describe your yeah. sentimentalness?
1: I would say I am. Uh, I I do keep things there. They might be spread out in many different cities right now. You've got
0: storage units.
1: <laughs> I have storage corners units. Corners of this everywhere. country. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I remember keeping notes, keeping, um, I, I think I actually mentioned it to, to you. Well, my mom kept it, but I definitely made sure that it was in a safe space, but, uh, there was a project that we had in, uh, maybe middle school or something like that where you were supposed to write oh, yeah, yeah. out your life and, yeah. you know, how would high school go? How would college go? And then how would you live? And I mean, I spent some time on this thing. Uh-huh. Like back when we were clipping out magazine pictures using Collage, scissors, baby.
0: It's coming back.
1: You know, Elmer's glue. What they know about that. So um, making like nice little. I think
0: little, schools still have Elmer's glue.
1: Do they? I, I don't know. I feel like everything kind of like is on a. I feel
0: like a real old man right now. Hey, I feel like You're everything transitioning is transitioning into old man syndrome. Back in my
1: day. Yeah. Um, but no, it, it was uh, it was pretty cool. I looked at it maybe like maybe six months ago or something like that. And it was just really fun to read.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And also to see like how far I've come and also how accurate. Some of it was yeah. right. Um, I mean, I played sports, so I kept a lot of just sports memorabilia. Um, it, you know, in my prior relationship, I kept a ton of just sentimental things, but yeah. I had to let those go.
0: Of course, right? Respectfully,
1: um, respectfully yeah. Um, and let that inter- and let those go with love, right? Mm. Uh, but yeah, I would say I definitely am. How about you?
0: Brutally <laughs> sentimental. What like, is one thing
1: that you still have that you're like? I can't believe I still have this.
0: Uh, I keep a lot of things from my travels that I go on. Mm. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: So whether it's like tickets or, um, (laughs) I actually just thought of what I have that is the most sentimental. (laughs) It has nothing to do with, it might have a little to do with like like a life transition, but Mm -hmm. I used to have a dog with my ex. Mm. and um, my dog lives with my parents now. Okay. Um, shout out, mad love to my parents for taking that on when I was going through a life transition. <laughs> Full circle. Um, but I have like a clipping of my dog's hair. Oh, shit. In like a little baggie. Yeah.
1: Wow. That's somewhere.
0: Of, like I know that it's in my-
1: What kind of dog? Just so we can set the visual. Miniature
0: headphones. golden doodle. His name is Lincoln. He is the love of my life. Oh. Literally like- you know how, like, the Grinch with, like, the heart growing? Mm-hmm. That's the only time that my heart feels like that. Mm. That is, like, the purest love that I've yeah. ever had. Yeah.
1: yeah. I mean, we don't deserve animals. We, we do not deserve
0: animals. We don't deserve dogs. Definitely Cats not. can kind of,
1: whatever. Cats can, they can be gone. I don't trust them. They're just too, they're just too conniving. And and also, like.
0: George is really spit firing here. Um, I don't know if you know. I just have to
1: get this off my chest with these cats. Because I don't know. The I don't, floor is yours. Let me just, give me a second, okay? Yeah. Okay. So you're telling me that like this feline or this animal that's going to be sitting on some like top corner planning all day how they're going to like scratch and claw or just ignore me. And I'm supposed to be hype and excited about that compared to a dog that's going to wag its tail, jump up, move everything out of its way as soon as you walk through that door. Like, to me, the two loves just don't compare. But, obviously, to each their own. Are you done? I don't, I don't want to, oh, you know. Oh, he's so going. <laughs> but, like, it's just, they can't compare. Come on. Let's be real, y'all. Dog okay, game.
0: Hard transition. Back okay, on sorry. track. Okay, <laughs> sorry.
1: Back on track.
0: <laughs> okay. Here's the thing that I actually want to talk about because I think that you and I have seen each of us through this transition a couple different times now. But that's new cities. Mm-hmm. So, we yeah. met in Minneapolis, but you didn't live here. You didn't live there. I moved to L.A. You did live here. I actually, Mm -hmm. fun fact, I called George my L.A. angel because I was on a road trip and I came through L.A. And I was living in Minneapolis. It was during COVID and our offices were shut down. And basically we knew that we weren't going to go back to the office for six months. So Mm -hmm. I took a two-month road trip across the country, came through L.A., visited George. We sat on the beach and he offhandedly said how could you not want this every day and three days later I was like you know what I'm gonna move to LA (laughs) but it was like it's one of those like kismet things where it's like I truly believe that I met you so that when we were here in LA Mm. that it's like how I ended up moving here so yeah yeah, that was like a really big transition Uh you've obviously transitioned out of LA kind of in and out temporarily in
1: and out back and forth Um, I think when new cities for me In the the beginning, it was obviously exciting, right? Mm -hmm. I'm getting ready to go to a new city. There's going to be so many new things to learn. But one of the really interesting parts about transitioning, especially city to city, is I'm even more comfortable with myself because I've been tested, right? I've had to move somewhere, Mm -hmm. find a new friend group, try to be social, you know, find aspects about this place that I feel comfortable with. And I've done that enough times Mm -hmm. that I feel like those muscles I can flex in any situation. So it does allow me to feel very comfortable. Um, And that can be tough too because when you're, I mean, we're from Minneapolis and sometimes we talk to our folks back home and it's like, hey, like, you can make this happen too. You can move, not knowing yeah. that it also takes a kind of a certain type of person.
0: You literally said that to me. You're like, most people talk about wanting to move to LA. You uh, actually do it.
1: Yeah. You did it.
0: And I was like, yeah, that's who I am. I say, I do what I say that I'm going to do.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Um, but it's also, I mean, my uncle, he was very um, just instrumental in my transition. And I'll never forget this till I die. He was like, you know, because I was a little hesitant. I mean, I knew I wanted to move to LA. I mm-hmm. knew I, I'd already kind of decided and I was going to follow through on that. But he was like, if you have to pay rent, deal with a neighbor that you don't like, go to find a grocery store, you're going to have to do this regardless, mm-hmm. right? Especially uh, if we're in the context of like you're leaving college and you're about to get ready to live on your own, right? You're going to have to do all these things regardless. So you might as well do them in a city that you're actually interested in Yeah. or that you want to explore. And I was like, you're right.
0: That's a very good perspective. So,
1: you know, this just little subtle mindset shifts like that to not allow the maybe a new city transition to just be so big and grand and mm-hmm. you kind of can blow it up a little bit bigger um, than you anticipate. But I, I also believe, you know, fate favors the bold. Like if you if you intentionally want something and you you put yourself out there, like stars will align for you. Um
0: you know what my favorite thing about moving to a new city is, is being able to like be that updated version of yourself Mm. like uninhibited. I think also too like I went to college in Minnesota. I had my first job in Minnesota. Like there's a lot of like growing up that I did. And I think that I was like one person to a you know, my immediate surrounding. Yeah. And I think that I I felt the rub of like needing to go to another city because I felt like I had evolved and like Mm. grown past the identity that was kind of allowing that that was keeping me in Minnesota. Yeah. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah. Um and you, and you're also just more interested in finding new like perspectives, yes. angles and ways about uh, really just about going about going about life. Um, cuz that was part of it for me. Yeah. Coming from corporate America, you know, in a place like the Midwest where again it's about security. Um you know, these jobs make it also very easy for you to just be cool, right? Cuz yeah. they'll pay you a decent wage, you can, you can get a, re- a house relatively quickly. Um, they, they, again, do all the steps. But uh, one of the things, especially when it comes to like moving to a new city, it could be the fear of uh, what if I need or I, I'm going to miss my coffee shop or I'm going to miss my routine mm-hmm. or there's something that I'm I'm leaving behind. Mm-hmm. And I think that is that may be true. Mm-hmm. But another way to look at it is as, oh, I wonder what other places I'm going to learn about. What are the new routines I'm going to build yeah. up? because like I know you love going to museums right and yep. so if you move to a new city you can rest assured that if you have nothing else to do yep you're going to go check out a museum which yep. could lead to walking past a pretty good cool coffee shop which could lead which could lead to meeting somebody cool in line that shows you something that you may like so um, just having that uh, courage to step out there but it's that mindset of like oh I wonder again what is around the corner what have I, what do I what am I not aware of yeah um in, in the context of like your, your routine or anything that you feel like you're leaving behind it's so
0: funny that you say that because i had this recent um like awareness that i i feel like i like myself a little bit better when i'm i'm in that like new space of like like i love myself when i travel because i'm so curious i'm yeah. like oh what's around this corner yeah. let's seek this out like you said museums like museums are my lifeline like if i'm going to a new city i'm like Top five museums, mm-hmm. check, 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 got to visit those. And, like, when I first moved to L.A., I felt like I had a little bit more, like, curiosity. Mm-hmm. I'm like, ooh, what can I hike this weekend? You know, where can I yeah. check out? And then you start to, like, get into these routines. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, the like, as you – like finish up maybe a transition into a new city and you've like kind of got your footing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like for me it's important to maintain that curiosity and that like sense of discovery. Yeah. So that it keeps the city exciting.
1: Yes, for sure. I mean, to be frank, that was part of my transition out of Minneapolis. I just felt like one, I spent so much time there. Gonna every it, damn bar in that city. Gonna every club, bar, I've seen the same people every weekend. It's the same
0: people that got me. I'm like, <sighs> especially when you're dating, and yeah. like I, this I, I'm not trying to make myself sound like a hoe, but like I feel like I dated the pool in Minneapolis. Like no <laughs> one else was like entering my age bracket. Yeah, like, yeah. you know?
1: Exactly. And it's you know, whether you're ready for a new change or something like that, but for me, it's just, it's easy it it got stale, right? And mm-hmm. so once that happens, it's like, oh, you have this urge, I gotta go see something new. You can either travel more yep. and bake it into your schedule. Hopefully you have the resources and, and job flexibility to do that, or you just pick up and move, right?
0: And that's part of our personality too though. Like I mean, there is another side of people who really love that routine and yeah. that like semblance of, you know, this is where I go on Thursdays. So mm-hmm. to each their own. But yeah. obviously I think you and I tend to gravitate towards a variety of experiences. So For sure. Yeah.
1: What about like job transitions? I know we've had a few of those.
0: Yeah, you've had some. I I don't have – I haven't had any since I've known you, but I did make a super large transition. Um, my degree is in clothing design,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and I was a designer for like 14 years. And like I wanted to be a designer since I was eight years old. Mm. And so it was very much like my life mission.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And I f- – got a lot of joy from it. I really like I, f- I truly believe that like clothes can affect how you feel and it's a way to like yeah. express yourself. And I loved that about apparel. Mm-hmm. And I just like got to the point where it kind of it just really lost that luster. And I mm-hmm. knew that I needed to continue to evolve and grow to feel fulfilled in my career. So I yeah. actually transitioned into a different category. So I work in beauty now. Mm. Um I, I and I what I like by the time that I got to that moment, I was so ready mm. and I knew it like intuitively. Yeah. Um, but it was really, it was kind of an identity crisis moment. I almost was like, am I giving up? Am, mm. am I not like seeing this through? But it doesn't take away from the fact that I was a designer for 14 years. Yeah. And I I pull from those experiences all the time now in my my new category that I work in. Um, but yeah, it was, it was kind of a reckoning and like my, Mm. my parents had a really hard time with it. Mm. Yeah. My mom was like, this is what you've wanted to do since you were eight.
1: Yeah. Like Um, what's changed and should I be concerned? Yeah. Mm. But
0: I'm very like, I I also think that that's just part of my personality Mm
1: -hmm.
2: is
0: I'm going to, I'm a manifest generator. I don't know if anyone follows um, human design. Human
1: design. I hopefully will find out what I am later this week. Actually,
0: I'm excited. I I think I know what you are, but um, but manifest generators basically is like they want to try a lot of different things, mm-hmm. and they might not like finish projects, but that's all about like gathering experiences. Yeah, and like no project really is um unnecessary because it's just building you as like a total person. So I mm-hmm. feel like that's pretty fitting for me.
1: I can see that. Yeah, for sure. Um, It's
0: kind of like um, starting a podcast in your late 30s for no, (laughs) no reason other than you just felt really called to do it. Yeah,
1: let's just do it. Let's let's start podcasting. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I mean, for me, my job transitions were a lot of religious identity related, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, working in corporate America in finance specifically, um, because I felt like this was a really important part of life that I should have an awareness on you know my family didn't necessarily come from money so I was like oh I'm kind of doing this for them and for the mm-hmm. sake of this knowledge to be passed down also I realized that you know I just got comfortable in it they made it very easy
2: mm-hmm.
1: I wasn't as curious about things I didn't really have like big dreams anymore it was like and in corporate America too you see your future mm-hmm. right the person working you know next the pipeline. to you You know exactly how much that promotion is going to come in at, Mm -hmm. you know where they live, you know what kind of car they drive. So it's almost like you can walk into work every day and be like, okay, that's where you're going to be in a couple of years. Are you comfortable with that? Mm -hmm. Right? But I realized that I was more interested in the stories of the entrepreneurs that I was coming in contact with. Mm -hmm. Didn't necessarily have the best idea for anything, but I was just like, hmm, that journey of figuring things out just seems way more interesting than sitting in this cubicle wearing this, you know, fancy suit that is choking the hell out of my neck right and you know <laughs> like i really was...
0: cannot picture you in a suit no disrespect <sighs> like but that's that just those, not your vibe
1: that is not me after... now
0: with tux, i'm sure you look handsome as hell
1: oh i mean <laughs> those galas were were fun but um yeah it was just wasn't it wasn't aligned with my true interest and i had to come to grips with that like yeah you need to start over from scratch And you're going to do it in a brand new city.
0: Those starting over from scratch life transitions are brutal.
1: Yes. I mean, you start questioning everything. Everything. Who am I? Why was I even interested in this? Do I I even trust myself to know that this next thing is worth pursuing? Mm -hmm. Because I've been so wrong before, right? right? And for me, what was just super helpful was making the decision based off of how I feel, Mm -hmm. that true gut feeling, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, And then also, fortunately enough, having a strong network to allow me to learn more about what I was interested in. Mm -hmm. I think that also, you know, I don't think we realize the importance of that. Like if you have an interest in fashion and you don't know anybody or you can't connect with anybody, like you're kind of, not that you won't get the real information, it, it might just take longer. Yeah. And you won't necessarily get that experienced intel yeah right and so for me i knew i wanted to be just in the more entrepreneurial space whether it's like helping them solve whatever problems they're facing or um just kind of being a part of something that's being built Mm -hmm. in real time that i can say i helped or i I pioneered um but i always knew like i was interested in cannabis Mm -hmm. right from from early on, I had a chance to live abroad and live in the Netherlands, so I saw a whole society function.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm like, okay, well, this is possible. And then you learn about why isn't it illegal? And then that's I was a political science major, so that's super juicy. Oh, yeah. So um, I knew that I was eventually mm-hmm. heading to that route. And again, I had to jump off the comfort Ledge, for bus, yeah. Comfort bus and just all right, I'm gonna start this over from ground zero.
0: We talked about this on our first date. This was yeah. one of the first things that we talked about because you were
1: I was in the midst of it, right? You were
0: in the midst of it, and you were you were transitioning from corporate into cannabis in a different city. Mm-hmm. And I remember listening to your voice inflection. Like you were talking about kind of the space you were in and mm-hmm. where you wanted to go, and there was such a Palpable energy shift mm. when you were talking about like because I think you were still in this space of like well I think I might do this mm-hmm. and also you're on a first date so you're like not trying to like yeah
1: I wasn't trying to give you the whole whole breakdown but...
0: right you're not bearing your soul but I just remember <laughs> like even just the way that you spoke about it and how ex- I could tell how excited you were yeah and I think my reaction was like you got to do it
1: mm-hmm. yeah yeah it wasn't yeah because it was it was it wasn't really formed yet I was like oh I think this could work but. I could tell I was probably smiling more. Yeah, definitely more excited about it. And I'm just so thankful that I followed that path because it led me to where I'm not, where I am now. The individuals that I met along the way, I think, are lifelong friends for yeah. sure. And I just feel again more comfortable and as myself, right? Like, um, being around people that aren't fearful of their ideas mm-hmm. was also very important for me. I didn't realize because Operating from a space of, like, logic and is this going to – are all these steps going to be in place before I jump or mm-hmm. before I act? When you, when you work with entrepreneurs, like, they don't give a damn. They're like, today I'm doing this and yeah. I don't even know how that's going to work, but we're just going to roll with it. I'm just like, but what, how, how? Huh? And then you eventually you just realize, like, oh, well, that's that's part of what makes them successful in this role. Yeah, They're able to, like, move that blocker. And then I've just viewed um, – I think it just – kind of spilled into other aspects of life that I was a little bit more, I had a more logic approach towards. And mm-hmm. I'm like, well, just sometimes you just got to let it fly.
0: And sometimes when you make those decisions, like I think transitioning to LA was like this really big transition for me. And once I made that decision, you know, you start to rattle off like, oh, I need to find an apartment and then I need to get my blah, 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 blah. And you're like, these things are going to happen. Mm-hmm. Regard- like you're going to have to just kind of check the boxes and go through the to-do list. Yeah. And also, that's kind of like fun if you mm-hmm. if you allow it to be. So
1: yeah, um, what are some things that like are, are you struggled with when it comes to? I know we talked about cities and job transitions because um, it all it all can be fun, right?
0: No, I mean I think that there's pros and cons. Like also, it's it's really when you have the time to reflect back. Like I said, mm. sometimes when you're in the midst of it, you're like. I don't know what the hell I'm doing mm-hmm. or I how is this all going to work out or yeah. you know how's this going to land and I think those questions although are understandable they might not be the most helpful because yeah. we've gotten to a place where successful head on our shoulders adults Mm -hmm. and we've done a good job so far so it's kind of having like i think it's like that having that inner trust of like there's a reason i have this idea and there's a reason that i keep moving forward Mm -hmm. so like let's just do it yeah yeah
1: i think one of the lessons that i picked up along the way obviously mindset was huge but understanding that as much as I think I'm in control or <laughs> I feel like I have the right plan,
2: yeah.
1: that shit can go sideways real quick. Yeah. And just that release, I think is just very powerful because, again, there's you you can't predict the people that you're going to bump into at a coffee shop or um, in, uh, certain interactions that you're going to have, whether it be at work or just your, your day-to-day life. But if you aren't like open to them, if you're not even aware, if you're just locked into your... It has to fit in this square box, and I'm not even looking or paying any attention to anything outside of this. Yeah. Um, you really could lose out on some, I think, fruitful opportunities. So
0: I need to be better at that. That's good advice. Thank you. Yeah,
1: I mean, we all we all are learning and growing. So I I also need to do that a little bit more myself.
0: Yeah. Um. I think one of the other life transitions that I think was the hardest that I've ever experienced was that. Transition from being in a very long-term relationship to going to be sing to mm. being single.
2: Mm-hmm. I can't
0: even like say because I was like that one really. <laughs> that one <laughs> was uh, a doozy. Yeah, yeah. That took that took three years to kind of ramp back up. But I know that you've also been through mm-hmm. kind of a major one from kind of that relationship identity. Yeah. I mean, I met my ex when I was twenty. And we were together basically our entire 20s, which Mm -hmm. are such formidable years. Exactly. And I'll never forget this feeling until the day that I die. Um, But if there's anything you know about me is that you know that I go headfirst into some of these things. So I not only was getting divorced, but I was starting a new job, like a very different job in corporate America. Mm. All at this, all in the same time frame, which yeah. is wild. It was my Saturn return for all my astrology friends, um, uh-huh. which basically means you like your entire life blows up and you just start to patch it back together. Is really how I would describe mine. But my Saturn return was brutal.
1: Mm. Um, they and, make it sound so sexy, Saturn return. Oh, it's it not. Horrible. There's
0: literally <laughs> there's literally <laughs> nothing sexy about a Saturn return. <laughs> but I'm glad you feel that way. I would have uh. a hunch that your your ending of your relationship was also in your Saturn return mm-hmm. but we'll we'll mm-hmm. get back to the I'll I'll draw that up later. Yeah. Um but yeah, I was sitting there in my cubicle. Barf. Um <laughs> <laughs> and I was in this new job and we had an overseas team and I needed to introduce they were like introduce yourself to the new overseas team because you know that's your team and you want to build camaraderie. Yeah. And they were like, you know, do five fun facts about yourself to, like, let the team know about you. Mm -hmm. And I sat and stared at the screen for what felt like hours. Wow. Because I was like, who am I? Wow. I had always identified as being this person's wife.
2: Uh, Mm. You know, we
0: had owned a home together. We had a Mm. dog together. Like, a lot of these really big descriptors on who I identified as and they were all gone.
1: Mhm. That could be scary.
0: And so I sat and I was like, I have eight siblings.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> my favorite color is periwinkle. Like I don't know, like yeah. it was yeah. like it was had to have been the most like basic shit because at that point I was ground floor mm-hmm. of basically rebuilding my true identity and my new identity. So mm. that life transition Especially brutal, and I will never forget that feeling of being like, I don't know who I am.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I actually, mine, kind of similar, but it's mine is also like the reactions of people in my circle, right? Mm -hmm. So my kind of recognition was when I was in this new space of like startup world and um, entrepreneurs describing what I used to do, Mm And seeing the look on people's faces, like, you are doing that? Like, I can't even see it. I can't even picture it, right? Yeah. And so that happened enough times where I was like, dang. Like, I am I was not aligned. And it's <laughs> visual. It's like people can read that energy. But I think it was also just something that kind of had to happen, right? And I needed that shakeup. Yeah, I needed to just.
0: People say that about me. And when I say that I used to be like a Midwestern housewife.
1: Yeah, I'm glad it makes
0: you laugh as much right. as me because yeah. shit. Like I
1: <laughs> can't picture, it, can't see it.
0: Listen, a great partner, but like Midwestern housewife, housewife is never going to be the descriptor you're going to use for for me. And and thank goodness, yeah. Like love that for you, not for me.
1: Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm.
0: that that's cool. But that's that three years that took me to like get back on track. Oh, yeah.
1: shoot. I mean, therapy, moving to a new place, as we kind of talked about on earlier episodes. Like it took me a while just to get in back into the mm-hmm. dating life and just so much insecurity and shame with that and yeah it was it was tough but i think that that transition again just comes down to your identity if you're known as a couple um so much so that like my people around me friends family like they would say my name and then my partner's name like it was a yeah when they're talking to me it's George and uh, yep. right? so it's like
0: it's like a one name, but it's the two yes. people, yeah, 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 just yeah, yeah, little yeah, things yeah. like that. I forgot about you that, you know what I
1: mean? Like, um, and then I would, you know, catch friends and family as they were like describing other, you know, talking to other people, like, oh, yeah, this is my cousin George, he, oh, uh, uh, right, that little, oh, they're not together anymore, and then, then there's the disbelief, I still can't believe that like, you two can, okay. you know, all that type of, sh- and so it's like. Okay.
0: Listen, I don't need that. It,
1: this is not helping <laughs> the Have situation. you ever
0: called someone your ex's name?
1: No. Ooh. Thank God. I have not. I, I have thought of, but never, words never came out. I'm like, you did that?
0: I... Called my please
1: tell me it wasn't like in the... no, 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 no. it was okay. not in
0: an intimate situation, <laughs> but also almost way worse because oh. I called him. I dated someone maybe like what is this, maybe like four or five years after I had gotten divorced. Okay, we ended up like living together. Um, I, I felt like oh, he was the reason I got divorced so I could like be with this person. Mm, okay, that unfortunately is not the case, but um, I called him my. Ex's name in front of my mother at my childhood home Whoa That's my bad (laughs) I think it's because I Yeah, I think it's because I was like to your point about Mm you you, It's your identity Yeah And I was so used to just saying my ex-husband's name Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. In my parents' home
1: Wow How did you take that?
0: Not well and that's understandable. Understandable. Not well.
1: Uh.
0: Yeah. Dang.
1: That's actually, yeah.
0: <laughs> I don't know how that know ties how into the b- life trajectory. I don't know
1: how you bounce back. Because, again, it, you, can, you can empathize, right? Somebody can empathize mm-hmm. with that. But then it's like, is there something deeper there that I'm now, like, on edge and worried about? And,
0: I just, wow. I mean, that relationship was so deeply ingrained in me. We mm-hmm. were together for eight years, yeah. you know? Yeah. Like, we lived a whole ass life together. Mm-hmm. So it's like. But it was like that reverberation of like saying it and then immediately being like,
1: "Yeah, my damn, bad, my, my bad, yeah, so sorry, yeah, um, yeah." I think one of the things that that whole transition from relationship to single too is, I think we just forget like, oh, now I have time and space to, I don't want to say rebuild, but refamiliarize yourself mm-hmm. with who you are. Mm-hmm. And sometimes the relationship doesn't provide you that opportunity.
2: Yeah.
1: Right? Um, if, especially if it's something that, or if, if you had to, I don't want to say give up something, but you had to adjust something. Let's say, for example, uh, I know a lot of people play video games, for example. Right? And if you're like a gamer. Oh, God. I'm not one. So, hey. you so are just trying to get own. on the
0: box here to try to advocate for video game playing. No,
1: I, I'm not. But it, for me, it was, I remember having friends that like. Yeah. They were. It was a big point of contention. Like that's fair. And whether it's video games or just something that you're passionate about, yeah. You, in some cases, in your relationship, you gotta like temper that a little mm. bit, um, or squeeze it in, kind of when you can. And then when you become single, you kind of have that space to reengage with like either prior hobbies that you enjoyed, and and hopefully that can just lead to a more fulfilling life. But um, I think the focus for me that I had. To really understand was like, hey, now I have the time and energy and space yeah. to do this. And so, like, take time and energy to do it.
2: Yeah.
1: Question, like, move off of how you want to move, right? Like, if you had to do anything that you... It's a Saturday morning and it's like, hey, what do I want to do today? Like, well, as a kid, what did I like to do? Or before my relationship, what did I like to do? Yeah. I remember I asking myself... love how myself, you're alluding
0: to inner child work without even, like... You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah,
1: um because I I mean I was I remember being in LA uh, bored as hell and one day I was like mm-hmm. what am I gonna do today
0: yeah I mean those that relationship it's like a like what you're describing is I would say like a benefit or like maybe not a benefit but it's it's something to be optimistic about mm-hmm. but I'll, I'll be real honest with you like there's something to be said about I don't know why I'm like advocating for relationships at this point but like <laughs> <laughs> but like, You know that feeling of, like, waking up on a Saturday together and you're like, oh, what are we going to do today together? Mm -hmm. Like, that feeling.
2: Yeah. Like,
0: I remember when I first was single and I felt like I had to, like, fill every Friday and Saturday night with going out, activities, dinner.
1: Wow. Because I
0: literally just felt like I couldn't sit with myself. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. And now, you try to make plans with me on a Friday night? Like, Nah. It's like, not happening. No. <laughs> Friday night or Saturday night. I'm yeah. going to keep both for myself.
1: Yeah. 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 You know, another time where I feel like that was very present in my life, but I think a lot of people's was COVID, right? You had to sit in mm-hmm. your space.
2: Yep.
1: You had to quarantine. Mm-hmm. You had to kind of rediscover yourself a little bit because you were distracted by everything else. Yeah. Work, life, partners. Um And- it can be tough for people yeah. right? when you have to sit.
0: Talk about like a forced life transition for all of us.
1: <sighs> Looking back at it, though, like I think there was more good that came from that time. But
0: I feel like that's everything. When you look back in retrospect. That's true. Like you're like, oh, the dots connected or you get like you can romanticize mm-hmm. it or you can like see the benefits of it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I think that's the the beauty of being able to reflect.
1: Yeah and also again getting back to i think how to effectively go through transitions is like there's going to be another side of this yeah right this is this too shall pass yeah um
0: it's funny that you say that because my friend one of my friends literally texted me today and said i think when you look back on this specific chapter mm-hmm. you're going to be really proud and like thankful yeah and my Response to her immediately was like, "Yeah, that might be true, but like my nervous system and my emotions <laughs> right now, I'm say that today." The hell out.
1: Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um Yeah, I mean, I remember we were talking about this, and we'll kind of get into um, kind of some time and some transitions that we're going to be getting into here. Yeah. But like, we want to look back on this and just be proud of of what we accomplished because I, I feel like when you have the time and space to to do that,
2: mm-hmm.
1: yeah, of course. It, You'll you'll t- almost forget about the the stresses that you actually went through, yeah. um, the day in and day out, and you know waiting for me to pull up last minute. You will forget that one day, AQ. <laughs> Maybe.
0: No, I won't forget it. <laughs> That's the one thing I think. <sighs> that, I mean, to your point, like like the way that you're describing your brain, though, is like I don't necessarily forget the the hardships that I went through. Mm-hmm. I think that I have. Um. I think I have empathy for myself and like gratitude for myself that I weathered it.
2: Yeah, and I that's think true. that
0: I take, I take that experience and and hopefully say like, oh, here's what I would change in the future based on my learned experiences. Mm-hmm. Like I love that saying. It's like you don't start from scratch; you start from experience. You know, I don't know why I'm. Oh.
2: Yeah.
1: yeah oh, well, you've never heard that one? I've never heard that one. Oh,
0: that's a good one. Yeah, you, you know? you're never really starting from scratch now. At this point, you're starting from experience.
1: That's so true. I like that. Ooh, dropping bars.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um but but that being said, I think the reason that we obviously wanted to talk about this as well is mm-hmm. because we are continuing evolving people. Yeah. And you and I have some upcoming life transitions that I think um not only deserve our undivided attention, but they're going to take some um geographical logistics yeah. that um You know, are going to take some kind of expertise and some intermediate um, Mm -hmm. attention. So what that means for Into Me, I See podcast is we're not going anywhere. Like, I know every I know. Can't get
1: rid of us that fast. I know
0: that um, this sounded like I was ramping up for something. We're not going anywhere. Mm -hmm. We are gorgeously celebrating the end of this season, the first season.
1: I still can't believe. I know. We did a whole podcast. Yeah. Multiple episodes.
0: Multiple episodes. Wow. You showed up on time for most of them. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'll take that. You know, I will take that all day. Um, but yeah, I think...
0: One parking ticket each. Like, I love how we oh, yeah. go through the stats.
1: That is true. Yeah. So you want to start a podcast? You know what this really takes? Be ready to get parking tickets. Be ready to be stressed out right before you get to the studio. Well, that's
0: always you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I will that say though, me. what i what I want to also reflect on as we're talking about reflection is you were at my apartment the night before we filmed our first episode, and mm. I was so nervous, oh, yeah, I like I couldn't eat. I mm. like I was like, maybe we should talk to a consultant like
1: <laughs> <laughs> podcast consultant. Yeah, yeah, I
0: was like, maybe we need to talk to someone about what to do mm-hmm. and. You know, I've, we've shared this before, but you said the worst that can happen is it doesn't go well and we leave. I got your back. We're going to leave. Yeah. And I was so nervous. And I was like, should we cancel? Should we not cancel? Should we cancel? Yeah. yeah. And now it's literally such joy. I love planning for them. I love sitting across from you. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm so much more calm. I, I can't wait to, like, compare my body language of, like, the first episode Ooh, yeah. and, like, now. because Right.
1: right. I'm sure it was... Again, like like starting anything new, yeah. Anything or anything that you care about, yeah, right, and and something like this too, where there's also a huge level of vulnerability yes. here, right? We both had to realistically tell or you know, say to ourselves, like, are you ready to, sh- you know, peel back the the layers and show show the world wide web what's going on with you in your life? Well, like, I think
0: that's also to the point. It's like that's the release of control. Yeah, I mean, like, I have a private Instagram account. Like, I don't like random DMs. I don't like random people following me because that's my yeah. area and sanctuary. But with this, it was like, I don't get to control who listens. Mm-hmm. I don't get to control who has an opinion on what I say. Yeah, I don't get to control any of that. And I think maybe that's a good life lesson hey. that I needed to learn.
1: And I'm glad that this podcast can help you, you know. Oh, thank you. So many good things. So anyway,
0: we are, we're ending this season because both George and I have some transitions to get through. Mm -hmm. We are hopefully going to make sure that we, I know that we'll stay in touch with our community. Mm -hmm. Please follow us on Instagram and TikTok. It's into me. I see underscore podcast into me. I see is all one word. Um, you know, as we are going to be geographically apart, mm-hmm. like maybe we'll do some Facebook lives and we'll kind of yeah. connect with um, listeners that way. Um, but for real, I mean this from the bottom of my heart. Thank you to all the people who yes. listened from day one.
1: Thank you. Thank you.
0: I still get text messages of like, oh, I listened to like that makes me so happy. I know. I um, know. Leave your comments. We want to come back. We will come back for season two um, at the end of the summer. Yes. Um that is our plan and hopefully obviously with juicy content. Real
1: juicy content. Summer, a hey, beach body is getting worked on right now. <laughs> I'm about to be in uh, Europe. You're about to be in Europe. I'm about to be in Australia. Yeah. We're we'll gonna have some stories.
0: Yeah, we're gonna have some stories. We're gonna have some content. <laughs> yes. Um for sure. because that's what what we do. Yeah. We live yeah. our lives and we love sharing it with all of you. Um yeah. and hopefully, you know, those transitions will also um give us some good insight, as we know that they will.
1: Yeah. Um, um but no I just want to also thank you like this has been an amazing experience thank you for literally holding it down <laughs> AQ has this I, I am on her shoulders right now y'all this does not get us twisted
0: carry it
1: she is carrying this thing so um yeah I'm just I'm really glad to share this experience with you I'm glad that we've had you know even if it's one positive impact on some of our close circle and um you know we're excited to continue this so um we'll see y'all in a little bit. Yeah. I hope everybody continues to just live freely, be honest with yourself, be real. Um, life is in, is fun, so so try to enjoy it if you can.
0: Yeah, and you're literally one of one friends probably who would be like, yeah, I'll do a podcast with you. Like, no hesitation. No hesitation. Right. Let's run it. So yeah. um, we are going to come back. Season two, we're going to learn from season one. We're mm-hmm. going to reflect back um, and be even better. Yeah um in season two so thank you so much for listening so far and we'll see you on the other side
1: adios y'all
0: bye